0: Oh, I love being at church. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that worship awesome? Yeah. Oh, my. Well, it just puts us right in the atmosphere of opening up the Word of God. Amen. So open up uh, your Bible to Luke chapter 10. It's going to be, this first scripture is going to be up on the PowerPoint, but...
1: We're going all over. Once
0: again, we encourage you to bring your Bible, get your electronic device out, whatever it is, because... It's so important that you put your eyes on the Word of God yourself.
1: Yeah, if you Spirit need a Bible, have... uh, the ushers, can just raise your hand and the, the ushers will serve you one. Yeah, a couple. Yeah. We have got to keep your hands raised yes. so that they can see. All right. They'll be on your way. Praise God. God is good, isn't he? Amen. Yes. So, we,
0: like I said, we are continuing to share on this subject of unleashing the power of God. We started out by talking about just through the Word of God, understanding the very power and the anointing in the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Um, Today we're going to talk about unleashing God's authority in prayer, that God has given us His authority, and we need to understand that and use it by faith in prayer. And so Luke 10, 17 says this, The 70 return with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan falling like lightning from heaven. (laughs) Behold, this is Jesus. I've given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over all the power the enemy possesses and nothing shall in any way harm you. Yes. Nevertheless, verse 20, do not rejoice at this that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Yeah. So let's just pray before we begin. Father God, help us understand and honor the supreme authority of your word and the authority in Christ that you've given
1: us. Yes.
0: This scripture says that you've given us authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions over the darkness and all the power of the enemy. So, Father, I pray you help us to use your authority to learn about it, to use it as we pray your word over our lives. And and Jesus, we thank you for what you've done for us. And just like this word tells us, it isn't even the greatest thing isn't even that the spirits are subject to us, that you've given us your authority. But in humility, Lord, we rejoice that our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And so we just we thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So last week, uh, we were sharing with you about the spiritual battle that's going on behind the scenes of everyday life for the hearts of people. Um, we called it a clash of wills. And just to review for a moment, in case you weren't here last week, and uh, if you'd like to listen, Lisa, we have our messages on a podcast. We have our messages. You can go on the website. You can listen for free. Um, we have a YouTube channel. Yeah. But just in review for a moment uh, to kind of get us all on the same page here. The spiritual battle for the souls of people, the hearts of people, began in the Garden of Eden Mm -hmm. um, when the serpent came, tempted Adam and Eve to doubt God's word. Did God really say that you can't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? And so Adam and Eve took that temptation. They listened They disobeyed God's command. They ate from that tree. Mm -hmm. Uh, And God said, if you eat from that tree, in the day that you do it, you will surely die. And so they didn't die instantly physically. They eventually did die physically. Their body became slowly corrupted from the effects of sin. But they died spiritually. And so by doing that, uh, God had before that given them dominion over the earth. If you, I think most people are familiar with the story in Genesis where God created them, male and female, and then he said, have dominion, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, uh, have dominion over the earth. And so now that they obeyed the serpent, Satan, they gave that dominion over to Satan, mm-hmm. and uh that's a real thing. This was a legal transaction that's right. that happened in the spirit and that's like another whole message for another time <laughs> to understand that. But it was a real temptation because then we looked last week at how the devil came to Jesus in the wilderness showing him and said he, sh- he showed him all the kingdoms of the world and all their power and all their glory. In a At, moment. In a moment of time, mm-hmm. yeah. And so he was able to show him this, of course, and he said, all this power and authority and glory has been turned over to me, and I give it to whoever I will. And if you will just bow and worship me, I'll give it to you. Hmm. And, of course, Jesus didn't dispute the statement, which tells us this was a real thing, Yeah, that Satan had dominion. He knew that was true, but he, thank God, he refused the offer. <laughs> You know, he knew that he would take back the power and dominion and authority that was lost in the garden, but he was going to do it his father's way. He was going to do it in obedience to his father's will, which would, we all know how would that happen. It had to take him to the cross, right? He had to take on this penalty of your sin and my sin. That penalty had to be paid in the courts of heaven so that we could be justified. That's and right. so, at the cross, you know, the devil threw everything he had at him. All the sin of the world, created by the devil, came upon Jesus. He died, went into the grave for three days, but we all know what happened. Mm-hmm. Just like that song, you know, <laughs> he rose again from the grave. There's Hallelujah. joy in the house of the Lord. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and in doing that, he legally paid the price. Mm-hmm. He redeemed us. He bought us back. The penalty that was held against us, the sin penalty, was cleared at that yes. point. And there's so many scriptures that refer to this. Like I think of the Revelation scripture where Jesus said, I died, but I'm alive forevermore, and I hold the keys now mm. to death and Hades. And, and the one, in, uh, if, if you want to turn there, if not, you might just mark it and look it down later. But it's Romans 5.17.
1: Yes. Read it out of the Amplified.
0: Read it out of the Amplified. I have it written here on my, Romans five seventeen, to give you a chance to.
1: Yeah, praise God. The people the doc- at Community Life Church know their way around the Bible, amen? amen. Yes. They live the word of God.
0: Amen. I mean, there's, this describes it so well in Romans 5. Yes. But it says. For I e-... hear pages turning, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Romans five seventeen. <laughs> For- oh, I love that sound. Now, I'm reading from the Amplified. It might be a little wordier, but it, it kind of explains, amplifies the meaning of the Greek.
1: Gives the whole picture.
0: For if by one man's trespass, or lapse, or offense, death reign through that one. Now, who was that referring to? Yes. Adam. Yeah, Adam. Because we were all in Adam. That's right. Much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace and unmerited favor and the free gift of righteousness putting them in right standing with himself. Reign as kings in life.
1: As what? As king.
0: Because the word reign Mm
1: -hmm.
0: has this authority to it, doesn't it? Come on. Reign as kings in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Yes. And so the truth, this is truth now that we believe by faith. Mm -hmm. Okay? We believe this by faith. I mean, since... Adam and Eve's sin in the garden, all humanity now, because we are all in Adam, would be born into the earth with a fallen sin nature. Right.
1: Everyone.
0: And because of that, everyone would be subject to and under the authority of where where that nature came from. Mm -hmm. The prince of the power of the air. That's
1: right.
0: To do his will. I mean, if you, 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 you may say, what are we talking about here? Mark down somewhere, if, read Ephesians 2, yep. because it says we were all once under, following the course of this age, following uh, the prince of the power of the air. And so the whole world in this sense, 1 John 5 tells us this, is under <laughs> the po- power of the evil one. That's right. Chapter many, 5. Chapter 5. I mean, many, 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 most people don't live with any understanding of this. That this is really what's going on behind the scene of everyday life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this has to do with the clash of wills. Come on. There's just this epic spiritual battle going on for the hearts of people. Satan's will is that you stay spiritually dead. Yes. You never hear the gospel, you never understand the meaning of the gospel and what Jesus did for you, the truth, or you see no need for salvation. People just often live their life and say, well, that church thing's okay for you, but I don't really need it. Mm -hmm. But yet everyone is born into the earth with a fallen, dead spiritual nature that needs to become born again and alive to God.
1: Hallelujah. New creation.
0: And this is what God's will is, that all, that none would perish, that all would come to repentance, all people would have their eyes open to see their need, that I am a sinner and I need salvation. That's right. And have (laughs) eternal life because there are two destinations after we breathe our last.
1: And it's only eternal
0: true. life with Christ for all eternity in the ages to come. Mm. Or eternal yes. death, eternal punishment. And of uh. course we know that God has made a way, God the Father made a way through the plan of redemption that none should perish.
1: That's right. And so this is
0: why we stand up here yes. and we preach the gospel. And this is why we need to take the same message To our friends and our neighbors and the lost ones around us. Because God loves them and doesn't want any to perish, but all to come to life.
1: That's right. You know, Jesus, he, he, he came in the power of the Father and the Holy Spirit. And he came with this authority. And what he did then is he destroyed the works of the devil. He accomplished it. Yeah. He is the one who brought, he is the gospel. This is what we preach. It's Jesus Christ. And just like uh, Chris said, that we do it in his strength, in his power. You know, we, we are the heralds of the good news. You and I are light in darkness. We speak the truth in love. And it's the gospel. We preach the gospel. Jesus came and preached the gospel to the poor. He opened blind eyes. He opened prison doors. He set the captives free. Praise God. Amen. Yes. You're still in Luke? No, no we, we just we made you to go to, Romans,
0: to you, yeah. Romans.
1: All right, go, to, go <laughs> back to Luke chapter 10. No, let's, yeah, let's go to <laughs> yeah. Luke,
0: Luke chapter Luke 10.
1: 10.
0: We're going to stay in Luke for a little while, so you'll be.
1: <laughs> Luke. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Luke. Hallelujah. Praise God. See, you know, we, Jesus calls out 70 people uh, more. He sent his disciples out, but then he calls 70 more disciples and sends them out also. Yeah, two but two, this, yeah. is, this is what he says in, in verse 2. He said that the harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. And he's talking about men and women that we know that are lost. They are in the harvest field. But what is he saying? He said, "Pray for laborers to get in the harvest field. Pray, therefore, the harvest to send out laborers into whose harvest is it? It's his harvest. It's his harvest. And then look what he says here in verse three. Really important. Go your way, but listen. I'm sending you out as what?" Lambs, Lambs um, among wolves. Well, there we go. We have Come the clash on. of wills again. Yeah. And Jesus is basically telling them, when you are going out to do the Father's will, you are going to find spiritual opposition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's normal, folks. There's tension in the air when you're preaching or speaking the truth in love to somebody who is lost. There is tension And it's supposed to be there because there's a clash of wills. So he sends them out to heal the sick. (laughs) He tells them, let them know that the kingdom of God has come near them. (laughs) Praise God. The 70 returns with joy. He says, even the demons are subject to us in your name. (laughs) They went into the harvest field to do the will of the Father. To minister to people, to pray for these people, to heal them. Tell them the good news of Jesus Christ. And he says what? Jesus tells them, you're going out as lambs among wolves. You will and you've experienced demonic opposition. Have you not? The Bible declares, all those who live godly will suffer persecution. (laughs) Yet, what does he say? Then when they came back he said demons are subject to us in your name. Yeah. In your name. Look, you go back to verse 18 and 19. Luke, Luke 10. chapter 10, 18 and 19. This is awesome. And Jesus is talking to him and He says, I saw Satan like lightning from heaven. Fall like lightning. You know that's instantaneous. When you turn lights on, darkness is gone, isn't it? It's, it's, when you turn a light on, it's not half the room is dark and pushing over. It's No, you turn the lights on and there's light. There's just, here it is. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And look, this is so important. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions And over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you. Jesus gained back what Adam and Eve gave away.
0: Yeah. And it's so important that we understand our authority in Christ. Major. Because we do have opposition in the spirit. And how how many of us found that it's difficult sometimes to hold fast... It's in your prayers to stand against what seemingly are doubts and wavering. And and so we, to understand our authority and even to understand the battle that's going on. Because this is really where the battlefield is. It's up here. We have to notice my thought life. Which way am I going? Am I thinking towards the spirit of life? Or am I taking the spirit of, you know, the mind of the the spirit of the mind of... Flesh. The flesh. yeah. So turn, we're right here in Luke 10, just turn a page or so in your Bible to Luke 11, and look at, look, look at verse 14. The Pharisees here were accusing Jesus when he cast out demons from people, that he was using, using it, doing it under the authority of what they said was Beelzebub. Yeah. Who was known as the prince of the devils, or the Lord... Of the flies, yeah, that was another name. Uh, So I'm going to just read Luke eleven, verse fourteen and fifteen. Let me get there. And Jesus, it said, now Jesus was driving out a demon that was dumb. (laughs) That's kind of strange wording. All demons (laughs) are dumb. All demons are dumb. (laughs) Yeah, ask me. Yeah. And it occurred that when the demon had gone out, the dumb man spoke and the crowds marveled. But some of them said, he drives out demons because he's in league with Beelzebub, the prince of demons. There you go. All right. Now, if you've been reading along the Bible plan with us, we've been reading through the book of Exodus recently. And um, all 10 of those plagues that God sent against Egypt and Pharaoh Every plague was an attack against a god that the Egyptians worshipped. Mm -hmm. The particular god they worshipped. I mean, they worshipped nature. They had sun gods. They worshipped insects, beetles. They worshipped flies. This is where this lord of the flies comes in. Remember they sent swarms of flies, one of the plagues? Mm -hmm. Yeah. One was a fly, and the fly represented something to them that was pesky and would harass and be determined and persistent. Right. And, I mean, let's face it. We've all experienced, like, one fly, even ourselves, like, buzzing around your head. Get out of here. You know, you're batting it. and (laughs) Flies can be pesky and persistent and harassing. And so it was was this badge of honor, even in the military, like, to have an attitude like a fly, to be determined against your enemy, that I'm going to persist, I'm going to harass you until you give up. And they would they worshiped this insect, a fly. I mean they made amulets of gold. There's a, a picture here of it. And they would wear yes. them. They would they would put flies inside of casings of gold even and they would some, there were many pictures, but you know, they would put a crown on their head and these little flies would hang around it. A fly. They're
1: worshiping a fly.
0: Or around their neck you know and it was like a badge of honor if they came back from battle they were given a gold fly mm-hmm. to put on themselves to show that you know i i am like this <laughs> <laughs> characteristic of this and so believing they worshiped it because they believed that as they as they gave it worship that they would get that mm-hmm. persistent harassing overcoming power against their enemy yes yeah. that's dumb yeah <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: but you know, this, these, were real, these were real demonic powers. Yes. Because this is the other part of this message. The devil's real, demon power is real. And they wore it and worshipped it. You know, believing it would give them this power. And the sad and concerning thing is, like with people even today, because people don't believe in sometimes the power of the devil and what they're doing. People today still come under the power. Of this God, Beelzebub, Lord of the Mm -hmm. Flies, willingly or ignorantly. Here's a picture of like this woman with a tattoo, for instance.
1: Now she knows what she's doing.
0: Yeah. Now, when you do things like this, in the spirit realm, you've opened a wide door to be demonized. A wide door. Because it draws demons to you
1: to because them.
0: it's their symbol yes and it's saying I like you <laughs> I would encourage you you know in your home to get rid of anything in your home yeah to be aware that there are things that draw demons into the atmosphere whether it's the way, what you're looking at what you're thinking what mm-hmm. you're wearing but there are things that can attract, I mean, any ex Satanist witches will tell you this that objects, things in your home, music, what you listen to on the internet, a tattoo like this on your body can become a vehicle for the demonic to move in your midst and begin to harass you. And so, I remember when we began to learn these things, the, I had a strong witness of the Holy Spirit for some things that... I, I, had, a, I had a bracelet that my sister gave me, it was scarabs, now scarab is a beetle, same kind of thing as a fly, I mean when I looked online it was like there were a lot of pictures of scarab jewelry, scarabs that were put into, made in gold, the same things because the Egyptians worshipped the beetle. Right. But I remember the witness of the Holy Spirit was, throw that thing away. And I thought, it has nice gold around it. And it was pretty <laughs> stones, and it was colored, and it looked nice. And it but when I read in Acts 19 that the new believers who came to Christ, you know, who had once practiced in the magic arts, if you remember that chapter, yeah. it said they, they took all their books and probably their objects, and they had this public bonfire and threw it all in the fire to get rid of it.
1: And so for me personally, went
0: my my scarab bracelet one day It was just, I remember walking to the trash can in my backyard opening and said, goodbye, you
1: know, (laughs) (laughs) and for me personally, before I uh, became a Christian, I was involved with sorcery and I had this, uh, this ring and I really liked this ring. It was a, a black onyx, and it had silver, and it had circles on that, uh, the band itself. And I uh, would, as I kept progressing in sorcery, uh, the, the man who was training me, uh, the mentor that I had, he says, I knew you were the one because of your ring." And no,
0: you didn't have any awareness that I that had no idea. Really... I
1: liked what was happening. I, I wanted this power. I wanted to keep going because there is power. We, it's, you cannot deny that there is not power in the demonic. But after I got born again, which is cr- a, a crazy story, all that, but yet when we started to walk in the things of God, I got rid of that ring... And I got rid of all my books that I had, all of them, because those books, that ring attracted the demonic. It is, it is, uh, you cannot be enticed by this stuff. You have to be aware. You have to know this stuff because we're going to look at a scripture later. It says, my people perish. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And when I came to the realization of the truth of this, after reading Acts 19, well, I got rid of all my books. All of them. And I ripped out the pages so that people wouldn't pick it up and see, oh, here's a nice book. Oh, look at this cover. It really looks
0: cool. Yeah, don't give it away. to No, you don't give it away. You (laughs) make
1: sure that nobody else is able to pick that up and operate in that stuff.
0: So it's books, jewelry, clothing, music, statues. Ask yourself, are there things that I have in my home that I need to consider getting rid of? Because in this chapter, when Jesus is dealing with demons, he tells Mm -hmm. them a kingdom divided against itself will fall. This is important to
1: understand, yes.
0: And he who is not with me, it says on verse 23, if you're Mm -hmm. not with me and believing with me, you're against me. So Jesus wants wholeheartedness in our serving him not dabbling a little bit over here in, in what we, we call the occult or demonic, even though you might say, well, I'm not worshiping the devil. Well, he who's not with me, you know, is against me yeah. in the spirit realm. And so these are important things that we look at in our own lives. And then Luke 20, 11, 20, even in that same chapter, yep. he says, uh, but if I drive out, if, but if it's by the finger of God that I cast out demons, Finger of God. The finger of God, let's just consider how much power, yeah, I like to picture that, it was like, <laughs> he didn't have to come marching in with the whole army, he goes, if I cast out demons with my finger,
1: yeah. come on.
0: then the kingdom of God has come upon you, so Jesus is revealing here to the Pharisees, his, his divine authority over the devil, and all the powers of darkness, and he's using the illustration as with the, it's the simplicity even of just the finger of God yeah. can do it, and then he uses this type of parable in this same chapter, Luke eleven twenty one. You just look, mm-hmm. look at that. He's a type of parable that further illustrates like his own authority over all the devil and darkness. But he uses, like I said, a parable in the natural. He says yeah. when a strong man fully armed. Guards his own palace, his goods are peacefully kept. Now, he's, re- he's re- really referring to Satan, who's had the demonic hold yes. on all of humanity, on mankind since the garden. But yeah. verse 22, but when one's stronger than he attacks him
1: <laughs> and conquers God. him, yes. he
0: robs him of his whole armor on which he had relied and divides up and distributes all his goods as spoil. See, Jesus is the stronger man. Amen. Yeah. In that little parable, who's come to take back everything that the devil stole. God's intention for humanity. It kind of reminds me, you know, I've thought about this, this, of the Israelites whenever they were leaving, when they left Egypt. It said they plundered the Egyptians. (laughs) and They took everything from them. Silver, gold, remember that? Yes. Yeah. And so Jesus is taken back for us and redistributed and you'd say well what what did he steal well he stole everything that pertains to life a sickness I mean came on the heels yes of sin disease I mean st- that was stolen from mankind and so the scripture says in Acts 10 38 that Jesus went about doing Hallelujah. good and healing all who were <laughs> oppressed by the devil so oppression can come in a lot of ways stealing Destroying in our lives can come in a lot of ways, but Jesus got the victory back for us. And the Bible has this amazing consistency to its message.
1: It's a you supernatural yeah. book. There's no question about it. Because right from Genesis chapter 3, God is telling Satan there's one coming that will see to the woman, which means it's going to be a person. It's not going to be an angel. It's going to be a man. There's one coming that is going to bruise. You're going to bruise his heel, but he's going to crush your, your head. What's that mean? He's going to take back all the authority. And yeah. so here we are, 4,000 years later from Genesis, the see Jesus, born of a virgin, God incarnate, God incarnate, coming to the earth, 4,000 years later. Yeah. I want you to turn to Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. But here's the Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul penned two-thirds, roughly two-thirds of the New Testament. And I say penned because he wasn't the author. The Holy Spirit was the author. He was the one who wrote it down. And if you look in the book of uh, Gen, uh, Galatians, you'll find that Paul is saying that he received revelation from Jesus Christ himself. Yeah. You know that Paul was a Pharisee who attacked and tried to kill Christians. And Jesus met him on the road to Damascus. And Paul, wise enough, after he was blinded, decided that he's going to follow Jesus. <laughs> but Jesus taught him directly about the authority a believer has. You and I have an amazing... We have authority over all demons... And the devil, in the name of Jesus. It's just amazing. We, as Christ followers, are so far above what the devil can tempt us with or try to destroy us with. But what we really want to do, we want to establish a foundation for you to understand this this authority that you have.
0: In prayer, yeah. In today. prayer,
1: In life. life. Because most Christians have no clue of this. And we're going to prove it here coming later on after uh, some information that we've received from the Gallup poll. So
0: hold on to your seat. Yeah, hold
1: on. I'll let you know. So the Apostle Paul writes this letter to the church at Colossae. And he starts off in verse 13. Find verse 13. Colossians 2. Colossians 2. Mm-hmm. This is really important for us to understand these things. Pastor Mamie made a point of this book is a legal book. The Bible is a legal book in, in the spirit realm. This is God's legal book. This is the document. All right, it sounds like everybody's there. And he's talking to us. And you who were dead in trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with Christ, having freely forgiven us all our transgressions, having canceled and blotted out and wiped away the handwriting, the note, the bond. With its legal decrees and demands, which was in force and stood against us, it was hostile toward us. This note, with its regulations and decrees and demands, Jesus set aside, cleared completely out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Jesus paid the price for your sin. Jesus paid the price actually for the sin of the entire world. For the entire world. Look what verse 15 says, God disarmed the principalities and the powers, who's that? It's Satan, God disarmed the principalities and the powers that were arrayed against us and made a bold display, a public example of them in triumphing over them in Christ and in it, the cross. In that day, when a king and his warriors would come and attack another kingdom and be victorious over that kingdom, what they would do is take captives. And usually they would want all the high-level people that were in that government, the king, the princes, all their advisors, they would take them. And what they would do is bring them back to their capital as prisoners, and parade them down the streets. Show It's a total embarrassment, and shamed the conquered yeah. people. And usually after that, they would parade them down, they'd parade them down naked so that they, the people would show that there's no threat with these people anymore. And most of the time, they would execute them after that. It was a public shaming. And this happened in the spirit realm. A public display of the devil and all his demons. That they have been destroyed. Their power has been removed. They have been broken. In Christ's resurrection, you'll find this in Romans chapter 4. The reason Jesus rose from the dead... When he rose from the dead, the Bible says that's when we were justified. Jesus didn't raise from the dead until you and I were justified. The legal decrees that were against us, they're now no longer applied to the Christian person. When you walk in faith, when you're obedient to Christ, none of that sticks to you. That's why we have to be a people that are quick to repent, quick to forgive, slow to speak, quick to hear. Amen? Now, Jesus rendered the devil powerless, and he was paraded through all of eternity because of this. Now we can serve Jesus fearlessly, without fear.
0: So when you hear thoughts in your own mind that say, you're not worthy... You're not worth it. So you have to judge that thought. Because that's where that battle is. Yep. It's like I I have to look at the cross and remember these words. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. You're the one not worthy. I've been made worthy. (laughs) So we've got to know the truth if we're going to walk in authority. If not, by default, you come under in the, in ignorance we come under uh, so true you know his power so to speak or his influence and this is why the, so much of the church stays weak yeah because we don't understand our rights and privileges that we've been given in Christ and then fight for them because this is the good fight of faith we fight in faith
1: we enforce
0: for the for what we've been given we must know what we've been amen. given amen we have to know the will. This is the, the New Testament. A testament is a will. We have to know the will, like read the will, like you'd go to somebody, you know, a lawyer, and say, sit down here, we're going to read you the will. Here's what belongs to you. Here's what's written.
1: That's right. And so
0: we read the will and go, well, this victory belongs to me. I'm seated with Christ now in heavenly places as the body of Christ. Yes. So when I hear the thoughts in my mind, you're not worthy. You'll never make it. This won't work for you. It's like, I've got to judge that thought and go, I'm casting it down. And you see how all this begins to play together. But Beelzebub, the devil, like a fly,
1: he's persistent, (laughs) isn't he? He just
0: keeps coming back with the same thought, coming back with the same thought. Come on. But we say, like we know that the Holy Spirit's power in us and the grace of God we can't overcome amen and so we never give up we persist by the grace of god and that's good news and so you you know if he's been rendered this is part of like people say well if he's been rendered powerless like what pastor steve's been saying
1: i didn't say it the bible well
0: well, but but, why do we see his influence then i guess i was just explaining some of why because all the church although the church has been given authority in christ Hmm. you know if we are the body of christ and Jesus has been raised to sit with his father at the right hand. Where does the body go if the head is there?
1: It just in, isn't a head. In
0: <laughs> We're in heavenly places. We're seated with him in heavenly places. This is, but this is a walk of faith and a mind renewal That's right. to think with the mind of Christ about these things. And so we have to enforce yep. the victory by faith. You're not going to see the real enemy. Scripture says we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. I mean, this is where the earth and people on the earth, it's like we're fighting in, against one another as though it's the, a human being is really my enemy. And I understand human beings can do wicked things. But behind that wicked behavior yep. is a realm of darkness that's influencing that's right. that wickedness. Come on. And so we are dealing with that still. Until the church age is over, Ephesians chapter 6 says, you know, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but with principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. That's so right. put on the whole armor of God, he tells us. And we have to understand what that is. One of the things is the sword of the Spirit. That's,
1: right. That's
0: our, like you said last week or whenever, it's our offensive weapon. The word cuts. Sharper than a two-edged sword. And so it, it not only helps refine us, it sort of pierces our own heart to help us become refined, but it also cuts. I like to see it as cutting the head off the devil like David did with Goliath, you know. (laughs) So we have to believe and honor the supreme authority of the Word of God. Amen. And use it. Use it like a sword in the Spirit. Exercise our authority. Declare it over your life. So when you have these thoughts, I'm not worthy, what are we going to do with it? Just entertain it? Let it go round and round? (laughs) Are we going to begin to speak back? See, this is where we're speaking back authority in the Spirit. That's right. It's renewing your mind, but it's also kind of pushing darkness off of your territory, Come so on. to speak. It's, it's like, so true. Yeah, and so we have to pray understanding our authority. We pray God's Word over our life, over our children, over you know, our neighbors, over our lost loved ones, our city, nation, world. Yes, the world. And so he's enabled us to put the devil, you know, he's at the right hand of the Father. He's waiting to have his enemies be made a footstool, it says in Psalm 110, under his feet. Where do you, you know? So, you know, if you're the little toe in Jesus' body, then the devil's still under your
1: feet, right? Ephesians says you're far above. You're far above, yeah. Far above.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is what Jesus was talking about, that first set of scriptures that we looked at in Luke. Mm -hmm. Behold, I've given you... Power and authority to do what? Trample Trample on serpents and scorpions. See, we are to take possession of what belongs to us. That's why God even told Joshua, every place when you go into the promised land, your foot shall tread upon, shall be yours. But he told him, he also (laughs) encouraged him, you know, to to have this word be in your mouth.
1: Yes. In your heart, and, and in your so
0: mouth. we have to recognize that why is the church, why is there so much darkness? Well, I believe one of the reasons is in Christianity that there's a lot of hearts that have the kingdom that are divided against itself. Yep. We have people calling themselves Christians, but listening to occult music, crazy music, foul music, watching pornography, right? Committing sexual sin, and just thinking it's okay, it's not okay. Amen. We're fellowshipping with darkness. And then we want the blessing of God, and God was, is, you know, this is a major reason why I, I believe the Lord is showing his church we need to be wholehearted in this. Right. That the, that the darkness is real, it'll have an effect, it'll destroy your life.
1: I think number two is Bible illiteracy. I, it, yeah. Christians need to be reading and studying the Bible. Studying it. That means dig deep in there. Dig deep. Yeah. It takes effort. You've got to decide what you're going to get rid of to spend the time in the Word of God. Because that's your life. If you're not spending time in the Word of God, I'm telling you what, there's areas of your life that you're completely defeated in. Yeah. Sorry to say that, but you know this is about life and death here. This, this study, it, this Barna report, 60% of churchgoers are basically totally unfamiliar with the Word of God. They said they'd never read it. No, it was the 61%
0: said they don't believe the devil is real. 61% don't believe the devil is real? Now think about that. How in the world? We wonder why is there so much darkness in the world? Well, the people that have been given the power and authority over darkness. The church. Don't even believe that the devil is real.
1: That is, here's this greatest trick the devil ever the, pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Yeah. I mean, just look at the scriptures we looked at today. You'd have to say that Jesus Christ is a liar if you don't believe in the Word. Yeah, I the, mean, the it's, it's shocking. Them. It's the, almost the, 58% of the people said they don't believe that the Holy Spirit is a real person. It's only a symbol of God. Ignorance is not bliss. <laughs> and here's the thing. If you don't know something, then you're, you're going to fill in the blanks with what you want to believe. Oh, truth! my truth is God, God would never send anybody to hell. He's a good God. You know, people are good. You know, there's, that's another study. People said, they said that really, people deep down are good. <laughs> well, the Bible declares all have sinned and fell short of the glory of yeah, God. Right. All. Yeah. And what happens is people think that their goodness is going to outweigh their badness. And they're getting into heaven that way. Yeah. So you I'll s- tell you, I... I Hell is full of good people. Yeah, that believed a lie. Now, I think there's millions of people that are good in hell. Yeah. The, the point is, that's not going to get you there. It's when you completely surrender to Jesus Christ in every area of your life. It, it was disaster. There was something that we saw, the percentage was like 58, something like this, uh, of youth pastors that were surveyed, Watch pornography pornography listen this is the church is supposed to be a pure and holy people you cannot dabble in sin and think that god is winking at it or after i watch it i feel convicted oh god forgive me but then you go right back to it you need delivered because the truth is you don't know the severity that god has for sin It fell on Jesus, but if you keep walking in sin, the devil will take over. You just opened up the door, and he'll deceive you in all areas. And all the while, you think, well, I go to church. I go to church. (laughs) You know, I even put a couple bucks in. You know, I mean, (laughs) that should be good, right, Jesus? (laughs) No, Jesus is going to show us everything, folks.
0: This is why, you know, we we say this often, but I think it just flies over people's heads that Christianity is about a relationship, a personal relationship, heart-to-heart with God, and the relationship is about learning to be like him. That's right. It isn't about brownie points, I did this so I feel better. It's like talking to him. We need to begin to talk with him about who he made us to be, and he's merciful and kind, and he has an abundance of grace to help us overcome our sin. We shouldn't fear going to him. No, right. You know, he says, come boldly to my throne of grace to receive mercy and grace in a time of need. So when we find ourselves caught in a web of sin, we don't just pretend, I'm going to do other things to get out of it. We repent. We call it what it is. Right. And we, we identify with who we are in Christ and say, that is not me. This is me. Even though you may not feel holy and pure, this is part of the mind renewal. That's how God sees you through Christ. And so whenever we find ourselves, again, caught in sin, we repent and say, Oh, please help me. I hate that. Yes. We need to learn to hate sin. Come on, sin, that's it. Because when you hate something, you don't keep returning to it, right? So you ask God, give me a hatred for this thing. Because it's destroying me. And it's coming against you know, me and my relationship.
1: And, but and, people don't even know. The Christian church doesn't know the authority that they have through Lord, Jesus yep. Christ. And but, it's, it goes, Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Yeah. People like, oh, I don't know. And the devil's coming in your house and stealing everything. And you're standing there. I don't know. When is Jesus going to help me? No. Jesus gave you everything you need
0: yeah. everything yeah. in matthew 28 most here, of us are perfect. familiar with this matthew 28 when jesus comm- gave the great commission when he was going to send back into heaven which is where he is now right mm-hmm. hand of the father it said and jesus said to them all authority all. all authority and power on earth has been given to me this is important right here and then, then what does he say now you go. Therefore you go. You go in my authority. And he continues on to say, And make a disciple. Baptizing people in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. and the Teach other, them. The,
1: and so, the other commission is Mark 16. He says these signs, these attesting signs will follow them that believe. This is, the, this is also part of the great commission. You're going to cast out devils. Yeah. Cast out devils. So our life is supposed to be one that honors Christ and gives him glory. He has given you and I everything we need to overcome any situation in our life. You need to tap into the power that he has for you.
0: Yeah.
1: And think about it. Our,
0: our, our, faith and trust in the lord i believe you know as the devil wants to taunt us and we stay faithful to the lord our faith and trust and worship to god i think it shames him yes in the spirit realm. i think you're right i think that's why it says in james to submit yourself to god uh-huh. and then submitting it's like to just talk to god is like my heart is faithful to you lord i don't submit yourself to god then resist the devil and, and he will flee from you. That's yeah. right. And so he flees. He, I, I believe, it shames him to see us bow our knee to the Lord.
1: He's it, frightened.
0: He's frightened at yep. that kind of faithfulness. And so we have to remember, you know, what Jesus did for us on the cross—that the penalty, the penalty that He paid for our sin. We don't want to go back to that sin. He, or, he paid a penalty. Come he on. suffered and died on the cross. To pay a penalty for that sin. That's right. And so he clearly defeated the devil. And the church's challenge is to believe this truth by faith. To see the enemy. And I believe that if we ask the Holy Spirit, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me. Like, I want passion. I want zeal for you. I want to see these things. The Lord will answer. Come on. The Holy Spirit will fill you. He likes that prayer. Amen. Set me, I want to set captives free. Yeah. Like go make a disciple, but sometimes the first captive that has to be set free is yourself, right?
1: That's good preaching right there.
0: You have to ask yourself, well, after a message like this, is the Holy Spirit showing me the kingdom of my heart is divided, like I'm I'm wavering. I'm in, I abide, then I go do my own thing. There's forgiveness.
1: Yes, hallelujah.
0: When we turn and repent. Maybe you've we talked about demonic influences, it's like, I, yeah, I have stuff in my house. I look at stuff. I own things. Will you get rid of it in order to know him better? See, Come these on. are the challenges. And the devil, demons will be right there saying, don't, 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 don't. That costs a lot. Yeah, that costs a lot. Yeah. yeah. Think how much you paid for that. <laughs> think about where you want to spend eternity is what I think. Amen. <laughs> And so you have to ask the Lord these honest questions. Let him, let his word refine us. Just bow your head and think about these things. Yes. Ask God to help you close the doors in your life that you're leaving open, to give you a hatred for sin that has you in a snare in your life. Tell him, I want to become wholehearted. This is the relationship. This is about speaking honestly to the Lord. This is what it means to be a Christian. And then by the grace of God, he comes in our honesty and our humility and begins his, his supernatural power, changes your heart, changes the way you think. But you have to be honest. You and I have to be, first of all, honest with him. Is the kingdom If my heart divided? Do I have a hunger and thirst? Do I want to grow spiritually? Do I want to put my hand to the plow and not look back, yes. not, look, not keep looking back? You know, just if you bow your head, just in your own way, this is just a question you could ask, you know, do you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Just meaning, and I'm not even referencing filled with the Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, which is one way to be filled, but you can ask the Lord, fill me with your Spirit. I want to be consumed by you. Yes. You know, if that's you, just in the privacy of your seat, you can just raise your hand, tell God. Nobody's looking. I'm not really looking. I just want you to make make your own
1: declaration
0: declaration to the Lord. Fill me with your spirit, Lord. I want more of you.
1: I hate this sin.
0: Don't be embarrassed about it. That's what the devil says. Don't do it. No, you do it boldly. Fill me with your spirit. See that hand? Yeah. Thank you, Father. Father. You know, maybe you're in here today and you've never given your life to Christ. It's not so much, the, well, the kingdom of your heart is divided because you're actually still under the sway in the course of the God of this world. And if you, can, if you know that's you, you want to give your life to Christ, salvation is a gift. You just raise your hand. We'll pray a prayer with you. If there's anybody who wants to give their life to Christ, surrender their life to Christ this morning, walk away from the old, turn from the old, and by faith, become a new creation in Christ, the Holy Spirit will recreate you on the inside. Anybody in here? Okay. All right. Thank you, Father for teaching us this morning about who you are. And I pray, Father, that as we walk in the days ahead, that our desire grows to be filled with your spirit and a, and a zeal and a passion to serve and love you. In Jesus' name. understand yep. our authority. Yep.